Hello, everyone. It's Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology, and we're going to be talking today about February astrology. So, um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Irliana, or just new to the channel, welcome, welcome. Um, I practice Hellenistic or traditional astrology blended with modern using the outer planets and whole sign houses. So, having said that, let's dig in. Okay, um, this month is not going to be the epic month that next month will be. Epic doesn't necessarily mean crazy, like the, the kind of crazy we had for three years, but it is definitely a shift. And this month is, is a gentler feel overall. And it's a lot of it is kind of like goodbyes. And that largely has to do with Saturn. Saturn is the planet of responsibility and accountability and structure and, and uh, commitment and discipline and focus is leaving its its home sign one of its two home signs of aquarius for and so for the last five years saturn has been in in his domicile in capricorn and then in aquarius so this this uh lunation this is the last time uh all i feel like it's like all the planets are kind of like lining up to say goodbye and um with Saturn in in the sign of Aquarius, it's it's about laying down a foundation that the future can that can be taken into the future, a progress, a vision, a hope, and a vision for a greater, better humanity, and um, but a, also a sense of accomplishment, hard work, and discipline, and accomplishment. So, um, you know, so the image you know that um, you know keeps coming up for me is actually this one here from the first Top Gun. The only one I could find, um, but you know, and they're all graduating, and there's Iceman, and there's a, you know, they all went through hell together, and now they're you know acknowledging that hard work and you know pat on the back and and all that. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, this this particular um, month has a lot of that that feel, and so you know, let's let's take a a, a deeper look at that. Okay, um, with that, especially oh yeah, we're. Yeah, interesting stuff we got lined up here. All right, so let's get into this. So we have, um, yeah, we've got that kind of overall feel, that goodbye energy of Saturn. This is end of an epic era. You know, Saturn only comes through its domicile every 29, 30 years. So we're not going to see this for another 30 years. So if you look back the previous two Saturn cycles of Saturn and domicile, it was the uh, early 1990s. And what happened, it was the internet, Saturn, Aquarius ruling technology and AI. Of course, we had the World Wide Web. And if you cycle back into the next, the previous cycle, that was the late, the early 60s, um, the Beatles invaded America, you know, the British invasion. <laughs> um, no, actually, yes, it was that. And, um, and of course, you think about the setting up the moon landings for later in the decade, but the Mercury, the age of the Mercury and the Gemini space programs and all the innovations and technological breakthroughs with rockets and rocket science that happened uh, that enabled us to fly people to the moon. So, um, you know, so there is that huge, uh, you know, the, it, it is definitely a paradigm shift, a shift of ages. And of course, culturally, we saw it musically with, uh, you know, the baby boomers coming of age and then, you know, the rock and roll and the Beatles, the Beatles White Album and Revolver and, you know, all, and how that changed our whole society, um, moving into a, a very uh, ra radically redesigned um, way of, of being um, a break from the past, which is definitely what, um, what uh, Saturn and Aquarius represents, the Aquarian archetype, the break from the past. So rock and roll took on a whole new 
you know, it was it was out of the out of the Bobby Soxer and Elvis Presley chubby checker uh, realm into the you know Beatles revolver and and all of that and Sergeant Pepper and et al. Anyway, so um, moving on, I want to say that um, we're going to just walk through this month. And so the first of the month, first second of the month, there is actually an interesting combination. Of, uh, there's something called an antitia that is happening. Uh, no, sorry, a contra antitia that is happening between two planets, Jupiter and Neptune. So why is this important? Well, a contra antitia in in traditional astrology is is like a um, it's like a secretive opposition is how we were we were taught in, in nightlight astrology. It's a secretive opposition. It's not obvious. These two planets are, are turned away from each other. Jupiter's in Aries, Neptune's in Pisces. So they can't see each other. They're in aversion, right? The sign next to each other is like a blind spot. But um, these degrees, the degree that Jupiter and is moving through, of course, he moves faster than Neptune. The first and the second of the month, there'll be this contra antitia. So it's what an antitia is. It's like um, it's mirroring these points, uh, these degrees of Jupiter and Neptune are mirroring each other along the cardinal axis. They are equidistant from the Aries Libra equinox point. So they share the same amount of light of sun, light and dark. And so this is, it, it's, it speaks to um something that that has to be just like an an opposition in astrology something that needs to be integrated and balanced and um and handled and integrated in order to to come into wholeness so we look I, all i could think of really was when you know i think about the ukraine they they ordered all these um abrams tanks these like state of the art tanks and i was of course i'm sure everybody was you know concerned with jupiter and aries come back in aries this escalation of war in the Ukraine and Jupiter ruling the military and Aries, of course, the warrior Mars, war and military and Neptune, you know, that can be annihilation and genocide and such. So that's, you know, the very intense aspects of it. Um, and in this case with Aries and, and, and Aries Libra, um, Jupiter is in the commanding spot and we, we, they call it comm commanding and obeying. These are, I know, very traditional terms, but what that means is well, I think what how I would like to interpret that is, yes, there is this military escalation, but there's also hope. Jupiter represents hope and confidence and optimism. And in, in Mars's temple, it's like this hope. There is this the other aspect of it is that there is there are very courageous souls who are standing in hope and and prayer, <laughs> lots of it to overcome um, these uh, all this escalation. And you, there's these amazing stories you can read, you know, people who are on the front lines right now. So we we send them lots of prayers and and the highest divine truth for what is occurring for and and seeing this in action, these brave, brave souls of Jupiter and Aries, that brave soul standing up. Um, like you think of Tank Man, the famous man that was in um, in China when they back in the in the late 80s, Tank Man was in Tiananmen Square, and it was a famous a Pulitzer Prize winning photo of the man standing in front of this tank, and uh, and so it, it's kind of like that kind of thing where some people are standing up and saying, no, we're we're not going to allow this, you know, to be plowed over, and we can use our courage and faith right? Jupiter and Aries, our courage, our faith, our boldness to um, to come into the words that are coming 
here is radical forgiveness. You know, we, we the only way we can ever make progress is we can't make the other people wrong, even though we get very upset and it's horrible what is going on there, of course. And we have to maintain that sweet, peaceful uh, place of compassion and forgiveness. And that's what Neptune and Pisces has been uh, giving us the potential for that over these years that it has been there. Um, in terms of being a creative and a writer, I would think that this this dynamic tension between Jupiter and and Neptune could create some really. It's about like art into action. If you were to like bottom line it, art into action, creative art, get your art and your writing, poetry, music, uh, whatever inspires you. Um, you know, acts of compassion. You know, like moving that into action and balancing it out, and knowing too when something is like you know pie in the sky versus. Um, something that a dream that can be realized and can be moved forward and implemented. Um, anyway, Friday of, of, of this coming week, Friday, February 3rd, the sun is going to be in a square with Uranus in Taurus. And that will bring up some resonance from the past two years, 2021-2022, with the Saturn-Uranus square when that one part of the first part of that was when we had the Capitol riots and we uh, at various points through 2021 into 2022, um, we had that Saturn Uranus square, which was about this tug of war between the past and the future and what needs to go and what stays and as we are fermenting and fomenting this new society birth pangs right so that that sun squaring uranus might uh, in taurus on that day might bring up some of those same issues uh february 4th venus in pisces is going to square mars in gemini so venus is an overcoming square so i would say maybe you know let love and uh, compassion and, and music <laughs> soothe uh, what could be wars of words and um, and bold um, overstepping oneself and impulsiveness and let softness and grace kind of like wash over that, like take action that will allow that to happen. Inspiring us maybe using creative inspiration to um, and using maybe art and 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 such and uh, and our just our our desire for sweet connection to override and to to speak up with that overlay of compassion. Um, over compassion with courage, that dynamic tension to, to make that happen. Uh, Sunday, February 5th, we have, of course, I'm giving you these times. This is Eastern time. You want to adjust it accordingly for your time zone. But um, 128 Eastern time PM on Sunday, February 5th is our full moon in Leo. Um, this is going to be 16 degrees of Leo. So, um, of course, Leo is all about the drama. And uh, so this the, the quest for the individuated self coming into fruition would be a theme for when we have our full moon in Leo. This particular one is um, there's going to be some resonance with the November 8th lunar eclipse because the lunar eclipse happened at 16 uh, Scorpio. Uh, sorry, 16 Taurus, sun was in 16 Scorpio, the moon was at 16 Taurus. So this is the midpoint of that eclipse cycle. So you could be feeling the, the issues that came up about support, finances, money, resources, um, the ability to let go and let, let the divine, right? What do they say? Let go and let God, let the divine work through us, letting go of fear of moving into the unknown and being comfortable with the unknown. These are gonna be themes that may uh, come up for you very dramatically 
um, and intensely of, of, you know, something's got to give, right? These are all fixed um, signs. So this kind of pressure cooker of needing to change and, um, and, and this, this is a, obviously a very great, uh, an opportunity for that breakthrough to occur. So we always have these little windows of opportunities that the uh, universe wants us to have. They're baked in, right? This is like, universe wants us to win, you know? Of course, I kind of forgot that more. It was very difficult to keep presencing that last year. It was a very tough year for me, I will say. For those of you who know me personally, oh my goodness, I, I went through hell. Um, I have I had tough eclipses hitting, hitting major points in my chart and it was not easy, um, but um, it's really, you know, in those moments and, and long weeks at a time, you know, when I lost my cats, it was just a huge amount of grief and loss. And so, um, but again, you know, to, to keep riding on faith and going, okay, there's a reason, a bigger reason why all this is happening. And so um, if you do feel that at the full moon, obviously it's a very um, emotionally charged full moon. Full moons in Leo always are by design, but this one, especially more so with that eclipse midpoint, you know, that eclipse of November 8th getting activated. So whatever happened, whatever maybe breakdowns happened around that eclipse point, you might find resolution and the, um, the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, so Saturday, February 11th, we have Mercury finally moving into the sign of Aquarius. This is kind of important because usually Mercury takes about three weeks to go through a sign, but he was ret retrograde at the end, right after Christmas. Um, he's been in Capricorn since December 6th, went retrograde. So it's been you know, almost two months that he's been in the sign of very serious Capricorn about maybe agreements and thinking processes and the way in which we network, having a very um, a solid, sobering uh, um, rooting in cardinal earth, right? Making changes and agreements that are going to fundamentally um, set the tone and set a, a strong, reliable, sturdy foundation uh, for us. So Mercury in the sign of Capricorn has had that kind of serious tone to our our dealings and our, our workings and our, our relations and, and interactions with others. Now it'll shift into still in Saturn's domicile, but into Aquarius. And so that'll give more of a fresher, more progressive perspective and in, in, in analysis too, more thinking mind and thinking about freedom, breakthroughs, pa innovation, paradigm shifting, you know, um, solutions. So um, we will we'll be able to navigate that more easily once it gets into Capricorn on uh, Saturday the 11th. Uh, Wednesday the 15th, um, <laughs> Venus comes into a conjunction with Neptune. Now I have to chuckle because we got Valentine's Day the day before. So I just want to say like for all of you on Bumble and and I don't know, Hinge and all those dating apps that are looking for Ms. Right or Mr. Right or Person Right, you know, uh, <laughs> whatever, um, you know, it, 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 Venus and Pisces conjunct Neptune, we could really be like, oh, I, I fell in love with this person and we we can we can make it work and it's like okay um you know uh this person uh you know uh doesn't speak english and uh you know and and uh has no money and lives in the woods and um but i can i but i love this person and i'll make it work we can we can love conquers all and it's like and love is pure and love is good and love is, love is everywhere, right? But at the same, it's kind of a wonky, I think it's like a wonky Valentine's Day because 
as that's happening, uh, the sun's coming is conjuncting or con coming into a conjunction with Saturn. So um, there's this on the one aspect, one corner of the picture is this kind of like love conquers all. And it can be very deceptive that being deceived or things not appearing as they are or wanting to be pie in the sky with who we love and our intimate connections. And the other side, Saturn's in this other corner lining up. It's the sun is lining up with Saturn and it's like um get real you know um like that santana song when i was putting my notes together i thought about that i love that santana song you know get uh, give me your heart make make it real or else forget about it okay you don't you didn't come here for me doing air guitar i know i know i will not quit my day job anyway uh saturn yeah so there is that saturn sun saturn uh, conjunction so it's like going okay yeah yeah you you love this improbable person or find them or maybe they're trying to snow you and just be careful on those dating apps people um and and yet and then on the other side there's this um you know the sun and saturn's like get real um i also think of the ice bucket remember was it called the ice water challenge or the ice bucket challenge remember that thing from a, several years ago and you saw these viral videos people getting dumped ice water over their head yeah the sun conjunct saturn is kind of like okay cold water over the head wake up call you know like like yeah you're falling in love but you also gotta like be accountable get serious and is this gonna last you know we want a lasting commitment is sun conjunction saturn ah! um as that is happening the next day um the moon the moon is saying goodbye to saturn just like you saw tom cruise in that picture of everybody you know they're they're all like <clears throat> they're all lining up to say goodbye to each other and you know at graduation well you know there now is the moon's turn this is like the final moon conjunct saturn for the next 30 years with saturn in domicile saturn in its domicile of uh, aquarius and so we're not going to see this for for this you know decades and so it's like the moon's turn to to shake hands with saturn they're all wearing their white dress you know naval air whatever air force air military five-star look and they're like shaking out job well done yeah we worked our butts off we went through hell we went through the pandemic but you know what we made it and um and we're gonna whatever we learn we're gonna you know move it forward for this um for this new era so it's like this this little salute you know moon saluting mercury will be the final planet in aquarius to say goodbye to saturn but that's not till next month that's march 2nd but the, each one of them, like the sun and then the moon and the mercury, they're all like, oh, what was the end of, I'm thinking of these endings. What was the one that, um, at the end of um, The Wizard of Oz? It's like, goodbye, scarecrow. I'll never forget you. Oh, I'm going to cry. So anyway, we went through it all together, but, you know, we're stronger for the, for the whole thing. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> back to astrology. By the 18th, we have the sun goes, leaves Aquarius, and we start Pisces season, the 18th of, the, of February, sun in Pisces. And, you know, the sun at zero degrees Pisces for that day or so <clears throat> will give us a, a sense, a, a kind of a little taste, a quick little taste about Saturn in, is going to be in the sign of Pisces for the next two, almost three years, starting in March, starting next month, almost next month, woo, almost, almost. Uh, March, what is it, 7th. Um, so we're getting a taste of Saturn's sojourn through Pisces on that day. So I've just 
kind of flagging you on that one. Um, by sea season is, uh, you know, it's ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter's in Aries. So this is a very bold move into embracing, um, you know, our Piscean, that aspect of ourselves that is, um, you know, the dreamer and the transcendental, the mystic, the mystical realms. I'll get more into that, you know, in another podcast, but just to say, yay, yay, here comes sun and ingress in Pisces with that kind of a what's available to us um, when Saturn gets there. Okay, um, the new moon is going to be, the next new moon will be February 20th, and that will be at um, 2.06 a.m. Eastern time, and that's one degree of Pisces. So two days after the sun ingresses, we get the new moon, and um, that one is interesting because we've got Venus um, in Pisces and at the very late degrees of Pisces, and she is conjunct a fixed star called Sheet, S-C-H-E-A-T, and that is that's an intense star. Um, that star is very much about, you know, the ability to, I would say, to hold compassion and mercy and kindness for the people who are the most marginalized, you know, um, the ones who have been discarded, you know, think of like people on the front lines of war and, and, and such. Um, but Venus there, there could be some grace, there's some kind of a, a feeling of divine grace that's permeating this particular uh, lunation that I, I would like to believe and I feel that is available to us. Um, you know, Sheet is is considered one of the most um, difficult and um, uh, unfortunate star of, fixed, of the fixed stars. Um, but, you know, the other side of Sheet, sheet and by the way, Diana Rosenberg, great, great uh, stuff on fixed stars. Um, but the, the whole... Um, the whole thing about sheet is that there can be some the ability to witness and to be bear witness to people's suffering and to like hold compassion but especially with venus there i think it's definitely heightened that ability to do so five minutes after the new moon boom venus moves into aries zero degrees aries now she's not venus is in her exaltation in pisces it's a very very great juicy place for venus to be because venus is like wants connection and you know just pour out that love <clears throat> but venus in the hot dry sign of aries mars ruled temple as not her favorite place uh, she's considered in exile there but she makes the best of it man that girl brings her moisturizer Bring your moisturizer when you when you find yourself in the desert. Damn it, that's what you got to do. Bring more. Just bring more. Okay, you can handle this. You're just gonna be that warm, loving goddess in a warm climate and a hot, dry climate. Um, but anyway, yeah, out of exalt exaltation into exile. So it's a little bit rougher. She's just gonna navigate a little differently. Maybe a little stronger, a little bolder, speaking up a little stronger. Um, to to have that happen the end of the month uh the final thing is the end of uh, february we got february 22nd mercury is going to be is in aquarius squaring uranus so the mercury square uranus there's our thinking there's some opportunities here and it's also at the eclipse midpoint so there's another little mini triggering for a day or so of the eclipse themes of November 8th. So there's these sudden, perhaps sudden jolts of inspiration, uh, shifting, um, it could be some money shifts, breakdowns, breakthroughs around money, innovative thinking, paradigm shifting around these matters of support, um, finances, our agreements, our soul agreements, who we owe, what we, what we owe money to, or who owes money to us, 
um, or and or um, you know uh, how we support ourselves, how we support others, how uh, um, others support us. Our friends, I would say too, with friendship, friends and um, uh, friends, children, friends, networks, you know, our support axis. Um, I'm also thinking too of there could be some breakthroughs, you know, when, when Samuel Bankman, you'll probably hear more about him, the one that was in the crypto scandal, um, because that all blew up. I knew that crypto would blow up in that November 8th eclipse. I'm like, oh my God, here it comes. Hey. You know, a major, major turning point. And uh, Samuel Bankman, um, we'll probably hear more news about him um, because that, again, was at that eclipse happening there. Uh, then Mercury, we finished the month uh, with Mercury trining Mars. And so that Mercury is is in Aquarius trining Mars and Gemini. Those blended energies, of course, a trine is of the essence of Jupiter. So there's this ease and grace and, and increase. And so that would be very favorable for like supporting alternative points of view. You know, I'm thinking like perhaps, for example, LGBTQ community, um, forging new um, new frontiers, new horizons, new agreements, uh, new ways of thinking and listening and speaking to others uh, regarding um, all of these things, the news media, the narratives in the news, our own personal stories of what we tell ourselves, uh, supporting our, giving ourselves permission to um, be free and support our other points of view or, or engage in other points of view that are maybe different from the ones that we were used to, embracing um, a, a different paradigm around these things. So changing our story, very simply. Yeah, so that's all I just want to share for February. I hope you have enjoyed this content. If you got any value from it, um, please like, share, subscribe. Love to hear from you in the comments below. It's always uh, a pleasure. So um, yeah, that's all I have for you. If you need help with readings uh, and and or um, any of that, certainly Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. Happy to help. And um, yeah, that's all for now. Okay, take care and have a very blessed month of February. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. See you all next time. Bye.